For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Lead Singer Syndrome. I can't tell you how excited I am for this episode. I have been listening to this band for more than half my life. One of my favorite metal bands of all time. Absolute legends. Cannibal Corpse frontman George Corpse Grinder Fisher is here on the program this guy's a talker. This was awesome. He was so honest, so forthcoming, told some incredible stories. It was so great to have him. I cannot wait for you all to hear this awesome episode. Before we get into it, though, a couple things. I want to remind you, you can always send me an email if you want to get in touch. If you've got anything to say, suggestions for future guests or advice or whatever, the email address is leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. I read them all. I have periods of time where I'm good at emailing back and there's times when I'm really not. So you might get me on a good week, but hit me up regardless. Also, make sure you follow me on social media and don't sleep on Twitch. That is the newest, the latest, the greatest platform. I am doing tons of podcasts on there every Tuesday, in fact, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I just started doing this, but I've already had incredible guests like John Foreman of Switchfoot, Derek Sanders of Mayday Parade. It's been a really good time. So yes, the link for that is twitch.tv slash Shane Told. It is completely free. You can watch the podcast live with video. It's a different experience. Don't worry, we're not transitioning completely over there. We'll always do it here on the podcast feed as well. But if you want to catch it live, you want to interact with me and the guests, it's really, really awesome. So yeah, twitch.tv slash Told, completely free. But if you do want to throw me a bone, because, you know, 
there are costs associated with this thing. Check out the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club as well. LeadSingerSyndrome.com slash all access. And just for a few bucks a month, that gets you in bonus content, bonus episodes, an amazing community of other fans of the show, access to merchandise, and all that good stuff. So that's it. LeadSingerSyndrome.com slash all access. And while I have you, my band Silverstein, this Saturday, we are wrapping up our three-part virtual concert series. This one, if you're a Cannibal Corpse fan, you might not be too interested in this one because it's it's the stripped-down acoustic unplugged performance. But we did rock the last two weeks, and I want to thank everybody who has already bought tickets for it. If you haven't, though, if you missed the first two, that's okay. They're on demand until March 1st. So head over to silversteinstore.com and get your tickets for all three shows or if you just want to watch one of them or whatever you want to do, it's super cool. We've got really cool merchandise associated with this event as well and VIP packages and all that stuff too. So yes, yeah, silversteinstore.com. Other than that, I just want to thank you so much for being here, so much for supporting this podcast. And I want to thank my publicist, Amy, and everyone on George's team for making this happen. So excited for this interview. Here it is, my conversation with George Corpse Grinder Fisher of Cannibal Corpse. Man, it's really nice to have you on the show. Thank you for for taking the time. I've been doing this for five years, and I got to say, man, when I started it, you were definitely a, a dream guest of mine. Been a huge Cannibal Corpse fan for for fuck like half, more than half my life. So uh, it's really great to have you. Good, good to be here. Thanks, man. So, uh, w- what a year, right? I mean, we can just start with that. Pretty obvious. You guys didn't play any shows in 2020, which. For you guys, I mean, the absolute road dogs that you are, how's this been for you? I mean, just mentally, I mean, it, it must be so weird. Well, to be honest, uh, 2020 was going to be pretty much all for us anyway. Right. For the new out al- for writing the new album. I mean, we got, we really got lucky. Obviously, I know <laughs> tons of other people that got screwed over by this whole thing, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. um, but we had it we had it planned out that the last tour we did uh, in the US in uh, 2019 that was going to be the last tour for the cycle and we didn't have anything planned unless we got the album done <clears throat> excuse me in time to do a tour maybe at the end of, of you know uh, of 2020 right. it was tentative you know it was a tentative you know uh tour that we might have done if you know everything worked out but then everything hit and we were doing the album anyway so we kind of we really we really we were really lucky i mean we i feel because trust me i feel really bad for a lot of the guys i know i mean oh yeah that you know the Irish murder came over from australia you know and then they had to just turn around and leave you know oh yeah it's, I mean, it's, it's yeah brutal. you know and our sound our sound man you know johnny knobs he he works with them you know when we're not touring and um he was going to be doing that tour 
and you know of course you know expecting the money and everything and you know so that that got him and you know our drum tech you know uh chris he he you know had stuff babyface our our, our you know our uh t-shirt guy kenny you know they they all for sure had tours and stuff lined up you know you know outside of of us and they all got canceled you know uh with with this covid thing so it, look it's it was a crazy year it's still kind of a crazy year coming now you know with 2021 but i mean look man every year has, has got some some stuff i mean nothing like this obviously you know i'm, I don't wanna, I'm not trying to downplay it like sure. well it's something bad in, in a year because there's always something bad every year but but uh because this is something you know no one you know we we never face this you know but, but going back to the original question yeah we we got lucky for yeah. us we we were not planning to be out anyway um and now with you know with the album going to be coming out um uh it's going to be tricky and hopefully we can get back out because yeah we we definitely do a lot of touring yeah. and uh yeah. i mean and and you know we tour to a lot we go to a lot of places and it's going to be tricky how it works out and we'll we'll see what all what all happens you know with vaccines going out and all that stuff absolutely and, you know we'll see what you know governments and and and, and the u.s and how, how that all works I out with, with what's going on but. i know it's wild well the new record you, you just mentioned it violence unimagined is out april 16th your 15th record uh what is that like your you're 11th, 11th with you, George. <laughs> Wild. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the, yeah, I mean, I mean, we're taught, you know, bands that, you know, started in the nineties or, or whatever, like we're taught, okay, you put out a record and you hit the road, you hit the road as hard as you can, as hard as you're able to for as long as you can, you know, I mean, obviously to promote your new music, but also just to make ends meet. So it's going to be weird. I mean, there's no way April 16th, we're going to be playing shows by then. So, you know, is there a plan? Are you guys going to try to do some live stream stuff? Has there been any talks of that? Uh, well, we've, we've talked about the live stream. Uh, we know a lot of people who've, um, who've done it. You know, I, I appeared on the black Dolly murders, uh, uh, Christmas live stream. Oh, sick. In case you saw it. I didn't yeah. see that. No, I love those well, guys. Trust me when you see it. It's not me. How most people see me. You know, <laughs> it, it was a little. Skit. It was a skit. You know. Okay. It was, yeah. it was pretty cool. It was fun. It was fun. I, I shot it here. My wife shot it on, on my phone. Um, <laughs> right here in the house. So uh, yeah. you know, my Christmas tree in the background and everything. So uh, go check it out. It's it's funny. It's it's. I did like a, a infomercial for uh, a product <laughs> a product called Ham sanitizer <laughs> not hand ham sanitizer. Right. <laughs> so check it out it was funny it was fun to do you know at first i was just like oh man this is gonna be crazy but you know knowing those guys it fits in with with you know with what they're saying and whatever but uh we was going to the live stream we we talked about it and then you know we were recording the, the record you know last year and whatnot and and then this year, and then it was like, well, we're going to put the new album out, and then, you know, we'll see, you know, we'll just see what the future holds. We've been tossing it around, but, I mean, if we're going to do one, I think, you know, we're anticipating, hopefully, you know, being able to go back out next year, you know? I mean, I don't know if we're going to try it this year, just because there's going to be a lot of bands going out and whatnot, but, yeah. you know, I mean, there's, there's, there's things in the works that we're just kind of looking at, but, but basically... Um, we did throw it around and if we were going to do it I think we would try to make it something special because we are anticipating because like I said we dodged we the year that 
<clears throat> the year that everyone kind of, you know, well, not kind of, that everyone lost as yeah. far as touring goes, yeah. we weren't going to be out. So we're kind of like, you know, if, if things work out the way, you know, hopefully they do, we're going to be back out sooner than, than we think. And yeah. it'll then, then like, you know, maybe we could do a live stream somewhere down the, down the road, even if everything goes back to normal, you know? Yeah. But, but if we did it, we would definitely, if we did it, and especially if we were back touring, number one, we would want to do something that was like, you know, special. For sure. Not just, not just okay, here's uh, any other show you could go see anywhere. Because, I mean, you know, and okay, we're not going to dress up in costumes or, you know, as far as the band. We're just going to play our songs. But, uh, and, you know, maybe we could, you know, we, we, maybe we could just do some songs that we hadn't done in a while, you know, work with the fans with it. We'll figure it out yep. if we decide to do it. Right now, the focus is the album, obviously, and then we'll... You know, obviously everything that comes along with it, but yeah, okay. it's, it's, dude, it's been crazy. I mean, <laughs> not just, you know, not really crazy here. I'm just, you know, at home, we're all at home just doing our thing and everyone was writing and whatnot, but, um, uh, just, you know, just going to a, to the store, you know, I went to Target, of course, yesterday, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and everyone's got the masks on and whatnot. All right. it's all good. It sucks wearing them though. You know, I don't think anybody's really happy wearing them. And whatnot, but you know, we just do what we do to keep everybody safe. It's all good. And I, you know, it's funny too because uh, as we walked out of Target, I look on the ground. There's like a thing of money. I'm like, oh, you know, awesome. <laughs> sure. It's funny. It's also too like, yeah. And you, I mean, I know there's probably some people like, well, what you know, someone had the money in their hands, and man, look, I'm wearing the mask to keep everybody. But I'm, I don't know, you know, I, I, it's money. Screw you, you know. Okay. So anyway, I picked it up, but there was a lady in front of me. It was an older lady. And she was walking with her car. So I was with my wife, you know, I walked to the car and I, I was like, hold on, let me just, I'll put these bags in the car in a second. I ran up to the lady and I think I scared the living shit out of her, to be honest. Right. I was like, excuse me. And she was like, she looked at me, you know, cause it's, a, it's an elderly lady, you know? And she was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, did you drop some money? Because you're the <laughs> only person I see around and, you know, and, and no one else is around. And I, I figured you might've dropped this, you know? And she looked at her wallet and she's like, no. And then she started to look relaxed and she's like, Wow, what an honest man you are! <laughs> and I was like, I was like, well, I hope the rest of the world can can be this honest. I suppose you know, I, I, I was kind of flustered with what to say because you know, uh, at first she looked scared, and then she looked like, wow, you know, wow, that was a nice thing. You know, of course, I'm, I'm, <laughs> look, if I was in the line and someone dropped twenty dollars and I saw it, I wouldn't just like put my foot on it and be like, yeah, I got this. No way, no, me neither. No, I would be like, yo, dude, you dropped twenty bucks. Now, if I was walking the street and there's nobody around and there's a bag with a ten billion dollars in it, well, sorry, I'm going home immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no one's around, you know. I mean, sure. Uh, you know, well, I'll be okay. Maybe ten billion. Somebody's gonna miss that, and they might come look at what's that movie where somebody finds that money or whatever. Oh, yeah, No Country for Old Men. Uh, yeah, I think that's it, right? right. To find the, the drug money or whatever. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, so anyway, like, you know, I just, just going back to the whole thing with the masks and all, you know, be on the response one. I mean, who knows if we come back, um, if bands are able to tour again. I know there's some bands that are actually, there's some plans for, for things to, to go back to normal. And I think they're probably just waiting for guidelines and whatnot. I but, don't know. I mean, just imagine a, the pit. I mean, it would look so weird watching <laughs> a pit with people in masks uh. because it's like, you know, you always got those pit, those dudes in the pit 
who are just like, dude, don't come near me. He's just got no shirt on. Yep. You know, even if you're <laughs> even if you're ripped, if you're if you're if you're bigger, you know, if you're fat, dude, you know what I mean? Like like me, you know what I mean? I wouldn't be <laughs> taking my shirt off anyway. But then the dude rubs up against you and you're like, ah, and in this day and age, you're like, ah, even more. Right. Even exactly. if you got a mask on, it's like, hey, I got a mask on, don't worry about it. But your whole <laughs> stomach just I fall on the ground and you follow me and your whole stomach just wipes across my face. Uh. You know, yeah, um, I know, so I it's going to be different unless we, unless all these vaccines are rolled out and everything goes to normal. And, yeah. And all these variations of the thing don't, you know, attack yeah. us and whatnot. And we can just too. get back to just, you know, sweating on each other's heads. You know what I mean? Like usual, you know, like imagine a dude headbanging, pour some water on his head. He starts headbanging. His water's going everywhere. In this day and age now, people are going, oh, where before no one would care. You wouldn't I think know. like, yeah, headbanging in my mouth. I like it. It's true. No, you I know? mean, even... No, even when it's gone, though, I think people are going to be way more conscious of just germs. And, General hygiene. Yeah, like, I, ne- I never thought about it before. And now, like, it even happens when I'm watching, like, an older movie or TV show. And the characters are just, like, talking normally or interacting normally. Oh, yeah. And I think about it. Like, I'm like, oh, they're not wearing masks. They're not socially distancing. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah, you know? yeah it's, we're it's, so it's, used to it's, it. It's, it's so weird. Look, I'm not going to try to be a conspiracy theorist, but maybe I guess I am. <laughs> it just makes you think like, you know, like how much are they willing to tolerate? Well, now you got it. So it's so in your mind, like, you know, you're watching Rambo and he's like shooting all these motherfuckers, you know, and running around sweating. And you're like, bro, wash your hands, you know, I know. Um, <laughs> never mind that he's shooting people with the gun. It don't matter. You know, <laughs> you can see the gun. You ain't going to be like seeing the gun go and be like, check that out. No, you ain't going to check it out. <laughs> but you know, you watch all these movies and people are just sitting in a in a restaurant talking and bullshitting, you know, like Goodfellas, you know, they're all there, like, right. you know, hey, you know, how the fuck am I funny? Because you're not wearing a mask, dude. What? You know, I mean, <laughs> just just you know, like, yeah, I tr- I sw- seriously, like old shows, it's just it's normal now. It's it's normalized, and that is, I'm just telling you, I'm all for everybody being safe. Um, I have my thoughts about. You know, I'm not going to try to say it's conspiracy. People are dying. You know, those are facts. People get it. My wife has had friends that got it. Yeah. I had a friend who who had it. Yeah. You know, uh, I know people in, in the music scene that had it. And it's real. So, I mean, but is it, I mean, it's deadly. Dude, it's like, you know, some people are allergic to peanut butter. Some people aren't. I mean, is it like, is it that, or is it that much more deadly? I'm not trying to, I'm not spreading well, false information because no, I'm not, I mean, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor, but it's just, when I just go back and I think about it and then I think about the masks and just like that we're, it's just easy to fall into the conspiracy hole, you know, where you go and see, they're just testing you. Now we're, now we're dreaming about people in masks. Now we're watching old right. movies and thinking, right. oh man, there's no masks. So what's wrong with these people? They're idiots. It's normal now. And right. I mean, I, I just think the real thing is, no one wants it to be normal. We just want to go back to what really is normal. Just talking to our friend and we, we're not worried about how far away he is from us. If he spit on us and I don't care what, if you know, you have a friend and, and they're talking and a little, you know, especially in a bar, a little spittle yeah, hits you. Sure. You're going to be like, Oh, you're going to just grab <laughs> your hit. I guarantee you every person, no matter what happens with all this, everyone's going to get a hand sanitizer and bring it with them. If they already have it, they're yeah. definitely going to do it. Well, yeah. look, we have hand sanitizer on the bus, and I can guarantee you this. We love our fans as much as any band does. Um, but every time we come in, you know, of course, we're all you know, doing hand sanitizer. And, you know, matter of fact, years ago, uh, I missed a show in Pittsburgh because I had a viral infection in my lung. And I played 
all the shows except for the night that I went to the hospital, the day that I went to the hospital, they told me when you when you go back, because they just thought I was some person who came in. And they're like, listen, come back tomorrow. I was like, no, I'm on tour, man. I'm on, I'm in a band. And they're like, oh. And so they gave me medicine and whatnot, and we played in Philly the next day. But that night they told me, listen, you, you can't, you know, if you go, and this is back when smoking was still allowed in some clubs. Um, right. And that Pittsburgh show, uh, I guess they were smoking in the club. Yeah. Now, now, nowadays, I would be like, no. I'm not playing. You tell them these people to stop smoking because sure. I'm not having it. I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. I I'm better than anybody else. But anyway, I the point it is, I, I'm, had I'm with you, I had a viral, viral infection and they just told me you could have just shook somebody's hand. You know, this is like 2004, just before my my first daughter was born, right. you know, and yep. and so I they told me don't play the show or you're coming right back here. Guarantee it. But after that, you get the medicine, pain tolerance, it's up to you. And I played in Philly, and I tell you, I wished I didn't. I mean, it was a great show. But I was only going to play five songs and leave, and then, and I was just bent over because I could barely breathe because it was my lungs, you know? Yeah. Every breath, every felt like someone just grabbed it and said, no, no more. You don't get right. any more. You only got this little box here. So I got that then. And that's way before this. And obviously, you know, knock on wood, well, not knock on wood, but, you know, thankfully it did not kill me. Yeah. You know, I went to the hospital, which I would never go. I'm a stubborn son of a bitch. I promise you. Right <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Well, I told our sound man, I said, yo, I, he goes, do you want me to have, have a runner take you to the hospital? And I was like, dude, I think I need to go. And he's like, really? Are you going to go? Are you kidding me? And I'm like, he's like, dude, I know you are in pain if you're going to go because I'm stubborn. I will go through a lot of shit. We have all played like really sick and whatnot. I know I'm going with hands in here, but the whole thing is, yeah. um, you know, just really going back to it. I got that infection and I got it, you know, and, and then it, I'm not saying that this is, you know, I, I guess I am comparing it to that, but I'm just trying to, you know, correlate it to look with this, anybody can get it. And I, obviously it's contagious and, and just, you know, it's just, it's going to be different when, when we go back, people are going to be cautious. Be. I think yep, it some be. people might not be, I think some people are just no. like, Whatever. I'm old enough. And if I go, I go. And, you know, I mean, that's kind of callous if you're not thinking of other people. But if you're just like, hey, I'm just thinking of me, I'll be, you know, like people wear masks in the store. Just do it for other people. You know what I mean? Just yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's everybody's yeah. mind. Well, you know, I'm not going to go up and scream at people. You know, I'm not going to because I just feel like if I got one on, well, I'm doing everything I can for me to not get it. Yeah. And, and the wife and whatnot and my kids, you know, um, for sure. For sure. Um, I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, you're in you're in Florida, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm up in Canada and, and we have like we're full lockdown right up here. You know, we when our numbers aren't even bad, but we have we wear masks everywhere, and we yeah. have we have pretty much the whole time, and all the stores are closed except for Walmart, pharmacies, grocery stores. That's it. And honestly, man, like I've just gotten used to it at this point. I don't even notice the mask on my face, honestly. Like it's just you know, it, it is it is what it is, and I just hope if we keep wearing them, maybe we can tour again. And that's that's all I'm thinking about. Yeah, I mean, I, I can tell you now. If they tell us we got to play a show with a mask, it's just never going to work. You no, know what I'm no, fuck no, no. That's playing, just not going to work. It, no, no, no listen, way. Man, I, like, listen, here's another thing. Just, <laughs> I'm not trying to politicize this at all, you know, but you got these people, like, there are people who are being able to work and there are people who are not being able to work, you know, and obviously there are essential people who, who are you know providing things for people, you know, obviously, you know, first responders and all that and, and whatnot, you know, in the hospitals and everything, you know, and they're, they're out, you know, putting their 
lives on the line, you know, every day just for other things, not, not just, you know, this COVID thing. Um, and the people, not, and the, the doctors and the nurses and whatnot in the hospitals, um, we're just a band. So, you know, I know that they, I think they were saying the bands aren't non-essential, but Hollywood is, you know, right. Hollywood, you know, Hollywood who, who, who needs all the money in the world. I mean, I'm not trying to rag Hollywood people up because I, I, you know, because come on, but... You know, I saw this thing where this lady couldn't open her her uh, restaurant, and she showed you know on her with her I guess her her phone or somebody filming it, you know how she had set everything up for social distancing. When this was in California, which that, that guy's crazy anyway, but um, <laughs> the governor, but uh, uh, and and then. And then they showed a movie company like right there, right by in the same parking lot, and and their yeah. catering set up. Yeah, I saw listen, that. Yeah, I know that they're gonna you know have testing and all that, and they're gonna go through all the stuff. But but still, okay. Well, why can't you know she can do that for her employees and whatnot, and and you know, but no, she's gonna lose her business because it's it's a double standard, man. You know, yeah. And I hate it. And yeah. I look, I, I want to make sure that everyone comes to our show, and is safe. But you know, I gotta say, when you when it comes to like say bands like us, you know, any pretty much metal band, if you headbang, it's on you. If you headbang and you think you're gonna be me, and I'm not trying to be arrogant here, but you're not, okay? Let's just call what it is. If you think you're gonna out headbang me, I've said it a million times on stage, it ain't happening. But if you do that and you hurt yourself, that's not my fault, you know. I mean I will say, you know, People slamming. I don't want no. We no one want. We want no one being hurt, you know. But I've I've been in pits, you know. I, I grew up in in, the, in 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 you know in street music, and yeah, we've gotten hurt. Now that's not saying that we don't want people to, you know. Like what I'm just trying to say is, it, it, we, we can't be on stage wearing masks, and it's just not feasible for people to be in the pit wearing masks. It, they're just never going to stay on, you know. You're going to have to put up. <laughs> put a cage, you know, like a, a chastity belt, you know, over your head. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, and you're going to need, you're going to need well, air tanks because you can't be able to breathe. You're suffocate yourself. And then you can slam into other people. And then you got to wear a whole hazmat suit, you know, right. because you don't want to sweat on anybody. Right. I mean, no, I mean it's, it's crazy, man. And, and look, and, and again, we're, we're, we're entertainment and, you know, the movie stars and all that stuff, they're entertainment, but they're all filming stuff now. And they're all basically be, to me now, this is not with exact, you know, with knowledge of the laws and all that stuff. So maybe I'm talking on my ass, but I'm going to assume that they're going through all the precautions. But what makes that any different than anybody in a restaurant going through the precautions, except for the fact that obviously they're all going to be working with the same people every day, you know, and they're going to be tested and whatnot. Um, and you know, you're going to have different people coming into restaurants, but people are going to have to interact sometime anyway, you know? And if someone's delivering something to the movie set and they're not part of the, a part of the whole thing, you know, if you're going to keep it all internalized and you're going to prove that. And I guess, you know, and then you had, you know, that's maybe the only thing they could say, but you know, we, we, you know, you can always do that. So these people are allowed to, these people are allowed to, to be opened up and, 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 and you know, uh, making money and, and whatnot. Everybody else should be, there's people losing their livelihoods over this stuff. It's insane. Yeah, man. Well, hey, let's uh, let's uh, let's shift gears here a little bit. Uh, I, I I don't get to talk to you every day, so I'm excited to to ask you about some of your takes and, and especially uh, let's start with the new record. I mean, Violence Unimagined. It's out April 16th, your 15th record. One thing that I've always appreciated about your band is that you've really you've you've never 
done anything real weird. You've never done anything to alienate your fan base. You've never... No experimentation. Well, I wouldn't say that, but I mean, you play faster than ever. You tune lower than ever. You know, you never <laughs> tried to put any clean vocals or anything in there. You know what I mean? You've done what you do, and you've done it at the top of your game every single time. So going into a record like this, I mean, what's the conversation? Like, let's just make more bangers. Like, pretty much. I just, I just wonder how you kind of go into that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't speak for the guys who are writing the music, but I, I, I think we all have the general um, thought process of we're a death metal band. So we're not, you know, to us, death metal is a certain way. Um, do we sound like we sounded like on eating back to life? Do we sound like we sounded like on vile? No, right. We don't. The band has evolved as far as like how, you know, are we playing our instruments? Um, you know, the, the vocals, you know, if you listen to the, to vile, as opposed to say like gore obsess, as opposed to say, uh, evisceration play, yeah. you know, they're still death metal, but there's, there's some differences. And, and I know them. I can, I can hear it. Obviously just, you know, I've lived with this goddamn voice for you know, <laughs> my whole life. I've had to live with this guy forever, but, um, no, you know, we, we just, we're a death metal band and we, and, and yeah. there's not really, we have a certain way of doing things. And I think every record, you know, you want to, you know, you know, we don't want to rehash songs, riffs, you know, things like that. We want to stick to the same subject matter because for one, we're not going into politics and two, we're not going to go into religion. And, you know, horror movies has been our thing. Yeah. Not really any particular horror movie. We just create our own horror movies yeah. and put them into a little song, you know, into, into, you know, a small space, you know, we try to, you know, we want, we got brutal music and we want brutal lyrics. They're not, you know, obviously like people look at the album cover and go, you have kids. That's terrible. If you look at the uncensored cover, um, well, guess what? I'm, I'm not a maniac and I, you know, I, I love, I love life and I love my children and I love my wife and, you know, I love the guys in the band and I love everybody and we're not hateful like that. And that no. album cover is just a brutal album cover. Our music is fast and pummeling. And when we saw it, we were like, holy shit. And we had our ideas that we, you know, gave to, to Vince. Like, hey, maybe do this, put it there, do that, you know. And when we saw it, we were starting to think, well, in this day and age, people are, I mean, we're kind of a course. You listen to our, you look at our catalog, you know, our songs, people are going to be mad. <laughs> but we're not trying to, we're not trying to, uh, to build the new rocket. We're not trying to, you know, beat out iPhones. You know, we're not trying to do that. Right. You know what I mean? Maybe we sure. can be considered. We could be considered for modern death metal. You know, like one of the iPhones, or if not the iPhone, you know, like this. You know, we we came on the scene and whatnot. You know, uh, but but now we're not. We're just tweaking it. You know, it's yep. like iPhone 12 has new features. Okay, <laughs> iPhone 12 has new features. iPhone 12X will have new features. iPhone 13 or 14 right. or 27 will have new features, but it's not probably going to make or break. You know what the iPhone is, and no. that's kind of. Maybe that's a bad analogy. I don't well, know. You know it, it, no, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, when you came into the band, I mean, I'd say that was a big up, very big upgrade. Um, well, and I instantly when I came into band, you know, and, and I, I also think, you know, um, we started to get a little, you know, more technical, you know, as, as yeah. far as like getting older, you know, everyone's getting older and playing their instruments better and, and, and pushing themselves harder as far as that. I mean, I wouldn't say we're like a tech band, but we have some stuff oh, to, for sure. you know, to knock your socks off. You know what I mean? If you're, if sure. you're just picking up a guitar and going, I'll play that riff. You know, we have some, <laughs> we have some songs that you probably could do that. And we have some songs that there's no fucking way you could do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're not, we're just not, look, we're not, 
we're just not trying to reinvent the wheel. No, I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to you know downplay the songs that everybody wrote, obviously. Well, we um, but we have a general idea of what we want. We want it to be brutal. We want it to be heavy. Mm-hmm. If it's a slower song, we want it to crush your fucking skull. If it's a faster <laughs> song, we want it to we want it to hit you and drag you for 20 miles. You know, there you go. Until, no, you, I, until you drop off dead. I mean, that's what I love about your band. I mean, I think it was the record Bloodthirst that that was. I think your third record you did. And that to me was the was the game changing record. When I heard "Pounded Into Dust," I was like, "Holy shit!" I don't know if it was a combination of the vocals that you brought in with the you know like doing the high shit as well as the low yeah. shit, and just the tuning because you guys started tuning your guitars lower or playing seven strings and all that. But that record to me was the was the biggest game changer. It's still my still probably my favorite Cannibal record. It's one of mine for for the vocals for sure. I mean, I was going crazy on that one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was, I was at him. I mean, I was, I, I don't know. I, I, it makes, when I listen to it, I kind of get depressed. Like, man, you need to start doing, because I was doing high stuff all over the place on, on that Gore Obsessed. Yeah. I was just going, I was going out of my mind, you know, and I probably toned that back some. I you know, I, and at that time too, I was doing like the really long, long screams. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, I was getting some severe headaches after that because uh, I was trying to hold them out for so long that I was, no oxygen was going to my brain and I'm just too hard headed and stupid to realize <laughs> that, you know, I just be like 15 seconds. Right. And then next thing you know, I'm like, Oh, as soon as it was over, so I probably dialed them back some from that. I don't know. Cause when I listened to kill to a kill, yep. you know, the first, the first song, you know, dun, 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 sure. yeah, it's a fucking scream, but it's not as crazy as the other ones as far as the length and whatnot. But yeah, <laughs> definitely bloodthirst. Bloodthirst was is is one of you know our, our uh, one of for me my my favorite ones. Um, but this one too, though, this one's got a lot of stuff where Sweet. you know where there's you know, I mean, obviously the world has yet to hear the whole thing, but yep. Um, I don't know. I, I just going back to what you're saying is, you know, the original question of just, we're not, like I said, we're just not, we're comfortable doing what we've been doing. And if people just think, well, you're they're just, you know, they just do the same thing and it's boring and whatever. Well, it's not for everybody, but you know, at the same time, you will never win because if we would go, if we would do a, a record, if we would do a song where I was just like, yeah, and did some like video game noise or did some some uh, acoustic part and right. all of a sudden I was singing some clean vocals people would be like what the fuck is this you know for so sure. it's, for sure. it's you know you, look we do what we do and we are gonna we are gonna be that band that that just did not sell out you know we're, not, we're, <laughs> I love we're, it. we're gonna play we're gonna play what we play it's death metal it's brutal it's fast I'm not singing I you know and it's that simple I mean you know we've all and then look I've done other albums with with you know I did you know I've did a, I've done a bunch of other albums with other people and it's pretty much the same thing you know I did the Paths of Possession records and mm-hmm. I probably was screaming more on those than any record I did even Bloodthirst and whatnot you know yeah. But, but there's no real variation because I mean, really, look, I'm just a, I'm just a hack. I'm just a death metal singer. It's all I do. <laughs> growl, 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 scream, growl, growl, scream. You know, if people love it, that's great. But I'm not trying to, like I said, I'm not trying to 
be the be the you know next greatest um you know vocal wizard you know i'm not no. going to be like Freddie mercury no. because i can't <laughs> sing I, I don't sing maybe if you want to compare that to death metal that's fine if okay. people want to put me in a category you know that's up to them that's not up to me i do what i do i'm really happy with it we do what we do we're really happy with it and i know that people can look back if they're fans of the band definitely they will say these guys Maybe they don't like one record as much as the other. You know, that's all, you know, up to them. But they can at least say they they didn't sell out. They didn't try to be, like, commercial. We didn't try to get on the radio. No. And if we did, it would be by doing what we're doing. Yeah. If, if for some reason Inhumane Harvest was all over the radio and they played it all day and night, it would be because of the song it is. It wouldn't be because we changed the lyrics and put, and, and I redid a new vocal track. To, so it was about babies and flowers. It wouldn't be because, you know, we, we, um, t um tuned the guitars up and re recorded them. And there was no real fast parts. And Paul just played a skank beat instead of, you know, <laughs> yeah. or a swing beat instead of right. a blast. Right. So sure. it's not going to be sure. because that it's going to be because the song is what it is. It's how we recorded it. And that's how it's, and that's how, that's how it goes. If people don't like it, you know, it's up to you. Go listen to somebody else, and, and you know what? Have have a good time. Um, hopefully, you do like it. But again, if you don't, then you aren't gonna like other stuff, and you're not gonna like whatever album we come up with next, whenever that would be. You know, yeah. <laughs> you just go listen to somebody else. I mean, more power to you. There you go. To each his own. Well, you know, you talked about this day and age, and the lyrics that the song titles and stuff that you say people make people mad, and. You know, you inherited most of those, right? I mean, you came in the band and it was like, well, I've got to be the guy now. I got to be singing, you know, fucked with a knife and, and like, I come blood. blood. And uh, uh, I mean, worse ones than we're even saying, you know, like, that's isn't that crazy? Right? Like, I, I, I mean, I, back in 95, fuck, when I heard those records or whenever it was, like, I didn't feel conflicted about it at all. I was like, this is heavy. This is like dark. This is no different than a horror movie kind of. And just, it's just extreme. And I know it's not real or whatever. And now I don't want to say like, I don't want to even say these, these titles out loud. Right. And maybe it's cause I'm 40 now or, or whatever, but the world has changed. And here you are, you know, like you're grandfathered in, in a way, you know, that you did all this before when it was like, okay, but you know, you guys have changed too alongside with it and you've matured lyrically. I mean, it's still brutal and there's still really graphic lyrics, but yeah, yeah. in terms of some of the, the gender stuff and you know, that, that kind of violence you have changed, which I think is a, is progression, right? I suppose. I mean, look, <laughs> look, listen, we've always said we've, we've, everybody has gotten dealt with in our songs. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, if you go back to Vile, Orgasm to Torture, that's women. She bites the dude's dick off. I mean, <laughs> she rips my cock off with her teeth. I mean, you know, that's, she, you know, we're not just picking on, on, on women. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, and again, I can't speak to the, the lyrics for, for the bleeding and back. You know what I mean? Right. That's, you know, Barnes, Barnes wrote that stuff and, and whatnot. And, and, and we, we still do those songs and people like the songs and, you know, I get it. I trust me. We, there was, there were some, I think, issues prior to me getting in a band, but they kind of bled over into when I was in a band with, you know, stripped, raped, and strangled and whatnot. And it's yeah. like, you're, you're, you know, you're promoting rape. And it's like, really? Now, especially nowadays, really? Really? I have a wife. I have two kids, two daughters, you know. Um, it's a song. Okay. Now, again, I didn't, uh, 
I didn't write those lyrics. I can't, you know, say what the motivation for the lyrics were. Um, but they're, they're what they are. And we've maintained basically a horror movie. It's a horror yeah. movie thing. Yep. There are movies, there are movies, there are books that have rape in them. If you're going to cancel us, then you need to go to, you need to go back, you know, and then that seems to be the problem too, is that's what everyone wants to do is go back and just find everything that's wrong. And then they can sit in their house and, you know, then, then they're going to start picking everything in their house. Oh, there's a spot on the floor. Well, got to get that. Oh, and well, that thing's in the corner there and it's a little messy, you know, and it's just, a, a, um, an umbrella. Well, we got to put that away. We can't see that, you know, they're going to start nitpicking everything, you know, and guess what? If, if people want to, in this cancel culture era, you know, in this era where everyone's kind of, you know, bitching about everything, if they, they'll get to us eventually, you know, and they'll just be like, we'll probably be like, or I will be, I guarantee you, because I, I don't play no mess with that crap, but I'll be like, what took you so long, dude? You know, <laughs> we're, we're up on the, we're, we're up on the mountain, you know what I mean? Of like bad things, you know, we're, we're, or we're somewhere along the way, you know, and someone gets over the top and goes, you are bad, you're canceled. What took you so long? I mean, we've been sitting here, you know, we just look, we don't, again, and, and I'm not trying to get into politics or nothing, but there are people who just look around for things to, to, to bitch about. And if they're going to bitch about us, come bitch about us. I mean, I, I can't, I can't stop that. I just would say before you do, we're just a band. This is, this is art. It's right. about horror movies, right. not about any particular horror movies. We are not promoting that because if you want to say that we're promoting that, then you got to start looking at any movie that has it in it. And, you know, you look at the movie Seven where they, 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 they make the guy wear the cod piece and fuck the, the prostitute with it. Right. I mean, you know, now I can't remember the year Seven came out with, came out, but I would say that maybe these, some of the, oh, they're 95. Yeah, exactly. That's around the, that's the bleeding. I mean, and I yeah. wouldn't be surprised yeah. if someone happened to see that song title and use that. Somehow, in you know, with knowledge from us, but does that mean that we, you know, wow. okay, I guess you know, I'm, I mean, I, dude, it, it's fucked with a knife. I mean, it is, right? It's what it is, and it's sadistic and it's brutal. But you know, no one's going to go say cancel seven. You know, now I'm not saying that they're saying that about us right now, but I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna come after us, let me tell you right now, there are a lot of bands who are not at our stature as far as popularity. They're going to go after them as soon as they're they're done with the with you know with the top dogs. Trust well, me. Well, we'll 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 yeah. see about that. I mean, um, you're aware I mean, of it. You know, well, you're, you're aware, you're aware of it. And if they, if they want to, if you want to come, you know what I mean. Then it's whatever. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to say. I'm just not backing down from from what I've always said. We don't sing about religion. We don't sing about politics. They're horror movies, basically. They're extremely brutal. Some of them could be taken the wrong way um, by, you know, by anyone who's, who would be out to get us. But mostly I would say they probably do it because they just didn't like the music. And then they would think about the subject matter. And then they would think that it was, you know, us trying to promote something, which makes no sense. It's like, kind of like when people thought, when people would say, well, you're singing about murder, violence. And okay, yeah, because we want everyone that's our fan to kill someone so that they go to jail and don't come to our shows and buy our shirts. <laughs> people can, people, you know, hey, world or hey, hey, crazy world, whoever is, you know, you know, Bob Dole, who's putting our records, you know, on CNN. Right, right. Hey, Bob Dole, guess what? People do differentiate between fantasy and reality. And you cannot, you cannot police people's thoughts. Even if someone just 
envisioned themselves forcing themselves on a woman and, and just were like, oh, it's fucked up. You can't be in their head to say, oh, you got to go to jail. You thought about it. No. So get out of here. You know what I mean? Right. You can't police anybody for, for their thought. You know what I mean? And you can't police police us, you know, be, thinking that someone's going to think that and we're, we're, we're pushing it and that therefore it's going to happen. We did not invent rape. We did not invent murder. We did not invent blood and guts. We didn't. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Go bitch at mother nature. I get you. See how much, see how, see if she gets back to you. <laughs> well, uh, on a lighter note, can we, uh, can we talk about, can we talk about Metalocalypse real quick and Nathan Explosion? Sure. Uh, character based around you. What, what was your, what, when that first came across your desk, let's say, what were your thoughts? Obviously, that was a big show. Um, very funny and mainstream. And was there any kind of resurgence? Like, did you saw that after people saw that and started saying like, because I thought it was, I, I heard it was your voice actually originally as well, an explosion. for the show. Yeah, no, I know. But I, I was told that your vo- you're, you were that character. Yeah, so, everybody thought that was me. Right, everybody so, thought that was me. I mean, I wish it was. Right? <laughs> sure. But, but, but I mean, obviously like that put a lot of eyeballs on you uh, at a, at a, Kind of a, sure, yeah. a kind of a time oh, yeah. when at a, a kind of a time when I don't want to say death metal was dying because that's never happened, but you know emo music and all that kind of shit was coming more into the into the mainstream, right? And then that's here the you music, are. That's listen. That's the music world, you know. I yeah. mean, sure. You know, I mean, uh, death metal really, really in the early '90s before I was in Cannibal, I was in Monstrosity. Yep. You know, you had more of an angel on MTV and, you, you know, people were talking, you know, about death and, you know, the band death that is and, 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 and whatnot. And, you know, obituary and all and D-side and all the bands. And it was getting really popular. Um, yeah. And then, you know, just every, per- every, every kid who's in a band, whether it was a thrash band, there's a lot of thrash bands that were like, oh, we're getting into death metal. And then a lot of those, those, those kids started death metal bands and then a lot of kids who were getting into death metal then all of a sudden you know they heard dark funeral and marduk you know and mayhem and and, yeah. and you know mortal and all these bands and they were like oh well you know, we're gonna put on the paint and be black metal you know what i mean so <laughs> yeah. and, and then and then of course you know when that's oversaturated people are gonna go to something else and then it all kind of probably rewinds and settles down yeah death metal people say death metal's dead whatever you right. know what? The people that say that are like, you know, I haven't listened to it in a lot of years, but Death Metal's dead. That's why you think it, you idiot. You know, I mean, because you ain't you because you just made the same yourself. I don't listen to it now, but it's dead. How would you know? What bands have you listened to? If you don't listen to it, how can you tell me it's dead? You, yeah. Exactly. I mean, we were still, we still had people at our shows, and of course, we're one of the bigger bands in Death Metal. You know, but that's the other thing. You know, so anyway. When that whole thing was was happening, and then of course Metal Alchemist came out, and then I mean, look, I, when I went to the when I went and did the the first um, set of vocals because I or voiceovers because I did like three, I, I did the you know the the uh, the opera thing that you know the last thing that they had done, yeah. you know I did I did vocals, I did you know I actually sang basically for that one, um, but when I went when I first did the first round of of recording for them. I went to California and I went to Titmouse Studios and whatnot. Um, I met Mark Hamill, you know, which was incredible. Yeah, you know? cool. Fuck yeah, I man, it was great. I got pictures. I've never. I, I've been. I've, side note, I've got a bunch of old pictures, and I'm, I, you know, I'm gonna start really trying to push. Um, you know, posting a lot more stuff on on my Instagram, and yeah. I got a bunch of old pictures. Yeah, I got a picture from when I was probably like 
18 or something that's people are gonna be like holy shit so anyway I, i'm awesome. gonna post it somewhere down the line yeah but um you know when i when i when i went out there you know i met i, I met him and, and whatnot and um I got, like I said, I got pictures of that and he was really cool. And I got to watch him do some of his voiceovers and stuff there. And, you know, it was, it was fucking amazing. And, you know, at that time, the, 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 it hadn't really become what it became, you know, I mean, it had the initial boom hit and then it was getting bigger, you know, and it was just getting bigger so fast. So when I got out there, it was like, I remember that, you know, Brian Segel from Metal Blade had, had, uh, had said, hey, man, there's this cartoon or whatever. And then <laughs> we were doing, I believe, we were doing Sounds of the Underground in 2004. Um, I think it was 2004. Sounds about right. Don't quote me on that. But we were doing Sounds of the Underground, and that's when I met Brendan. And he's like, hey, I got this show. And I was like, oh, man, we heard about that, you know? And I think they'd, they'd either put out the first episode or we're going to. And then he told me that, you know, you know, uh, James and Kirk from Metallica had done some stuff for it. And, you know, he wanted to know if I'd be interested. I was like, oh yeah. So we exchanged information. And then next thing you know, I flew out there and they showed me the cubicle where everyone was working on Nathan. And it was all pictures of me and like Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> which so cool. I was honored. Listen, first right. off, first things, first things first. They had pictures of me headbanging next to like Arnold and, and Conan and then Conan <laughs> from the comic books, you know what I mean? And I was like, just to be, let me tell you right now, just to be in, mentioned in the same breath with, with, with Arnold and with really with, with Conan the Barbarian, I grew up reading the Conan the Barbarian comic books. It was like, wow, holy shit, you know? And obviously when I saw it, I was like, I'll sue him. No, I, no, <laughs> I, I was not like that. But uh, no, I, mean, I was like, hey, you know, obviously it did not hurt us because people were, people started just saying, okay, who is Metalocalypse? Who are they, you know, who are the inspirations for right. And no one ever said anybody but me for Nasal Explosion. And it was an honor, man. I mean, you know, and uh, I mean, of course I would have loved if, if I did the voice, but you know, hey, it, it, that... It's not the biggest part about it. The biggest part about it is just that I got to do the cartoon. I got to meet Brendan and Tommy. So I got cool. to meet Mark Hamill. Um, you know, I got to be on Cartoon Network, which, you know, by the way, some people don't know, I don't think. We did, uh, have you ever heard of the show Squidbillies? No, I haven't. It's a it's a show. It's a, it's another cartoon on Adult Swim. Okay. Uh, years ago, we did the theme song for it. Oh, wow, know? cool. It was awesome. a real, like, quick, like, 40 seconds or something, and, you know, we... We real quick recorded it, you know, at Rutan's and uh, and then we did it, you know, for the Halloween special, Squidboy's Halloween, and we did the the, the theme song for it. So, um, either way, look, Metal Oculus, it was great. It was uh, hopefully it's going to come back, you know. Um, I, I know they killed off the assassin who was me, you know. Um, <laughs> so, but, but there's always you never know. Maybe they could, you know, they could find something else for me if if they wanted. If not, it's still sure. cool. Sure. I would still watch it, you know. I mean, and it definitely did help us. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah. It helped us. It helped a lot of bands. I mean, you're talking about a cartoon that's going, you know, that obviously people who aren't just metalheads are going to watch it and be like, you know, hey. You know, they watch you watch a lot of cartoons. Just even if you're an artist, you know, yeah. And you're you're you know you're just you're checking out new art, you know, new new cartoons on. You want to check out the art style, and yeah. So yeah, well, was, not to mention like the the music was actually really good. Well, like Brendan yes, is a, is a ta talented guy. Yeah. Like that Death Clock stuff. Brendan was is definitely awesome. legit, man. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Forget about it. You know, and of course he's got Gene Hoagland playing with him. You know, come on. Right. I mean, right. You know, and, and everybody else in the band is. And I saw them play here in Tampa. Uh, well. St. Petersburg. Yeah, I, I went, you know, saw Metalocalypse, and it was awesome. You know, it was yeah. great. I, I, it was a great show. They had, you know, all the, the excerpts of the, the cartoon and whatnot, and, and everything. And you know, they they referenced 
at least one of our songs, and I, I you, Brendan, probably hear this and go, "You dick!" It's more than that. But broaded body landslide. That's they. That's in one of their episodes. Oh yeah, where where, where they go shopping at the grocery store. Nathan Fosey goes, "Clean up on on aisle seven, broaded body landslide." Uh, you know, <laughs> and it's like. And it was like, dude, that's what it's one of our fucking songs, you know? Right, so, right. No, there was, me, I feel the like there was tons of stuff like that, like in the background, you know, it would well, be yeah, like a skull, a skull full of maggots or something, you know, like that yeah, kind of but stuff. They, they, but they also had Dimmu Burger. Right, and, Dimmu and Burger, that's the one, yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, one of the other famous things that I did, like for, for that, was uh, the, um, that was a Dimmu Burger was with the, was with the kid that orders from Nathan Explosion. Hey, fuck face. That's me, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because, and, and, and I didn't, I've <laughs> since met him, but I didn't get to meet him for this because I wasn't there when he did his stuff. But in that skit, in that scene, it's me as this little punk ass kid, you know, giving Nathan Explosion a hard time. And by the way, I will say the hey, fuck face. I was like, hey, can I cuss? And I came up with a hey, fuck face. Because nice. like, give, <laughs> like, give him some, give him some New York, you know, attitude or whatever. You know, something. I was like, oh, I'm from Baltimore. You know, I definitely got the Northeast, <laughs> Northeast. I got the Northeast tude. And, uh, and I was just like, hey, fuck face. And like, oh, that's perfect. So anyway, um, the, when, when Nathan Explosion, you know, is getting all flustered and the manager comes over to him, yeah, that's King Diamond. And I was like, wow, awesome. I technically, did something with King Diamond, you know, like, I mean, I've since met him and he was great uh, twice and he was amazing. And he is to me, I'm just telling this is, this is my personal opinion. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, um, he is my favorite heavy metal singer ever. I just, uh, his voice is incredible. Awesome. And he sings clean. It's just amazing. I, 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 I don't break the oath. Merciful fate is my favorite album. You know, so it was just an honor. Like, wow, man, I'm in the scene with King Diamond. Like, I mean, you know, I didn't give a, you know, I mean, I of course gave a flying shit about the, the show and whatnot, but, but that's what meant so much to me is when I was doing it, you know, and yeah. I didn't know yeah. when I was doing that part. I didn't know that I, I, maybe they told me, I can't remember. But then when I saw it, I was like, that's King Diamond, you know, so amazing. Definitely, I love those guys. I thank them. Right now on this show, you know, thank you guys, you know, Brendan and Tommy for, for having me on this show. I mean, it really helped us out. It really helped to get, say, my name out and the band's name out. And then they referenced us so many times and, and just, you know, just made, made a great cartoon, made great music, um, wrote funny skits and definitely uh, helped metal in general and extreme for sure. metal for sure. For sure. hundred percent. No, I, I love that show. Uh, cool, man. Well, I won't take too, too much more of your time. Um, you know, you mentioned um, Eric Rutan uh, in the band now. Guy is an actual legend. I mean, I know the whole situation with Pat. I don't know if you want to talk about that or not. It was obviously pretty intense, but having Eric in the band is pretty awesome. I know he's produced a lot of stuff for you guys. Yeah, well, I mean, he's. I've done like, let me let me think about this real quick. Um, so let's say kill, right? Yeah. Evisceration, torture, and then Red Before Black. I did the two pairs of possession records with Eric, and now Violence, you know, seven. Yeah. And and I've done, a, a, I, I did the Metalocalypse stuff. Um, not the first set of things I did when I went out to California, but after that, I did all the Metalocalypse stuff at Routines. Um, I did, uh, I did the stuff for Igor, Routine Studio. Uh, 
I did another thing um, at Routines, another uh, guest, couple guests, well, more than a couple guest spots. The Deeds of Flesh I did in Routines. I've done, yeah. you know, the Jostin song, the Jostin song that I did, I didn't do there because I think he was on tour. Um, but, you know, um, there's some other stuff, you know, that I've done that is not released yet that, you know, um, I've done there. So I've done, I've done, I think almost eight records with him, like, or maybe something like, something like that, you know, awesome. close to it, plus yeah. all the side stuff. So, you know, and obviously he did the shows with us and I mean, you know, let me tell you right now, I mean, just, just talking from a, the standpoint of a friend, um, and you know, having worked with him for all these records, uh, I can tell you right now, um, torture record, uh, was really hard, Yeah, really hard on me. Like just, just singing wise, we, you know, I had just, there's just sometimes if I don't get to practice as much, man, and then we try to go and sing four songs in a day, you know, 12 hours, like, you know, that I'm not 25 anymore. And then that's just too much wear and tear on the voice. And if we're, you know, and so I've had some times where I just, there's one time, I believe it was on torture record where, you know, I'm in the booth and he's outside and I just, I just got, got down on my knees. just like, I'm done. I, I should just, you know, leave. Cause it was just so frustrating. Yeah. And he will not. And, and as my friend, he came in the booth. He's like, Hey man, you know, look, you know, and he just said all the things that, you know, you, you would think a friend would say when you're, when you're down and when you're doubting yourself. And I can tell you right now, um, he's like, and I was like, yeah. And, you know, I just, you know, I was just listening to him and I just felt better and better. And then I just got up and he goes, now get the fucking work. <laughs> now get the fucking work. Come on, we even got a record to do. Come on, you know. And, and Rutan, when he wants to get like, yeah, come on. You watch him watch football, man. He's like, yeah, come on. Right. You know, and, he's, and he's like, let's go, you know. Come on, you know. And I'm like, fuck yeah. And, you know, we got it done, you know. But, you know, I mean, he just came in the booth and he was just you know, being my friend. Just like, look, man, you are who you are because, you know, it's, you're just it's, it's you're having a rough time. And it's, it's it happens to everyone. And he just said everything that I think I wanted to hear, but he also told me things that I needed to hear that I yeah. was not believing anymore. And, you know, that's your friend, you know. And then on top of that, just working with him, just, you know, when everything's going great. You know, because let me tell you right now, the true measure of like a leader, of a person who, you know, a good friend is not how well they deal with you when you're all drinking beers and, and laughing about the shit you did and the shows you played and you know, this happened and that happened. It's when you're sitting on the side of the road and the fucking bus broke down and the air's, you know, obviously off and it's fucking 95 degrees out and everyone's tired right. because he got woken up in the, you know, and shit like this is kind of <laughs> yeah. happened, you know? For sure. And that's when, when, the, when the leaders are just like, look, you know, we're all tired, but, you know, blah, blah. The, the leaders lead in the bad times and that's the definition to me. It's not, everybody can be happy when you're, when you're winning. Everybody can be like, yeah, we're winning. It's number yeah. one. But when you're not, that's when the that's when you know when when the people that are just gonna you know gonna take you to the top are gonna be like, listen, this does not beat us, you know. And I'm telling you, he was just, he was he's like that, and you know, and again and again, we have all the fun in the world. I mean, trust me, we waste a lot of fucking time. Well, I do really, because if you can tell, <laughs> I talk too much. And uh, there's times when no, he's just like, come on, man, come on, man, we gotta sing this line, and I'm just like, all right. I and know. Then uh, he'll, he'll hit play, and I'll just do like a high like Tom Mariah scream and he'll be like oh my god he's like he'll laugh and we'll laugh so hard he's like all right we just wasted 10 more minutes doing that you know? <laughs> we just we cut it up so much in in the fucking 
in the studio. I mean, uh, you know, with him being in the band, you know, and then of course, you know, we never, we toured together because we toured with Hate Eternal, you know, a few times. Um, and we recorded with Rotan, which is, you know, basically where we're all living together. But having him on the bus where we're actually living together every day, I mean, you know, I seen him mad, really, really mad one time. <laughs> and obviously not, it wasn't in anybody. It was just through some circumstances because trust me, sure. I have come in the bus, I've come in the bus and I've come in the backstage and I've, kick shit over and, and everyone's just sitting there looking at me like waiting for my little baby tirade to end you know what i mean um <laughs> you know i guess you know you could say like kind of like you know i have the lead singer disease you know that's I, right lead singer syndrome you know there it is. is yep you got it you know we all got saying? it baby <laughs> so it's like I, you know it's like I, I i just you know i can smash it up and i will and i was mad and and whatnot and um and then after it, they, you know, everyone just kind of let me do my thing. And then they also, because basically what happened is we were in Australia and somebody, someone drew some, with a silver Sharpie on my boot. Oh. So I was banging while I was singing. Somebody drew, they drew something like George, you know, welcome to wherever it was or Perth or something. I can't, you know, remember what it was. Yeah. And I saw it. Well, I didn't see it. I turned around. I was, I, we were done some songs and I turned around and, and I got, got some water. And Paul's like, dude, somebody drew in your boot. And I'm like, and I was so mad. I was like, I went on, yeah, I went on a classic tirade. I'll kill you. I'll do this. And you, I'll punch you in the head, whatever. <laughs> so I'm, yeah. Things I'm never going to do. I'm just venting and I'm mad. So then after the week of the show, we went, it was, I think it was downstairs dressing room. And I kicked stuff over and they just waited, waited. And I think it was Alex went, but it was fucking funny. And then I laughed and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I kicked everything and knocked some stuff over. I'm dick, you know? Right. And then we all laughed and whatever. But, you know, uh, you know, routine has that same kind of like thing. He was really mad. He was really pissed off sure. one time. Otherwise, that dude is nothing but positive and nothing gets him down. And, you know, what? listen, if it did, I would do the same thing he does for me. Um, and, you know, I tried to that, that time. He was just mad because just, he thought somebody was fucking with him or something and whatnot. But like in the studio, he's just, man, he's, he's the cosmic professional. He's a great friend. I, I, I really, I've recorded with a lot of people and, and there are some that I would definitely record with again. Uh, but he is, if I do anything, you know, depending on the circumstance, if it's up to me, I would work with him. You know, when we did the Serpentine Dominion, I was almost telling Adam, you know, uh, let's, why don't you come down here? And he was, at the time, he was willing to. But then I just figured, just better. And, and trust me, me and Adam had a fucking blast. And then I love him too. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like I'll get a shout out pretty much everybody, Scott Burns, you know, yeah. everyone that I've been able to record with, you know. But, but routine, man, I mean, you know, we, we just, you know, it, it was the obvious choice. After wow. after him being in the band and, and playing the shows For sure. and seeing just seeing what he brought to the table. If you if you saw us with Rutan, you know, Pat had his style, Pat did his thing, you know what I mean? Pat is a great guitar player and whatnot. Um, but but Rutan is equally Rutan is on his level easily. And I think he has more energy. You know, he's walking around the stage, he's looking at people like he's gonna kill him, screaming the lyrics at him, you know. Just he looks <laughs> savage, man. He looks savage. It was it was just a natural, just like who, you know, once everything happened and whatnot with, with Pat and all and you know, I don't wanna go too much into it, but sure. at least not right now, you know. Um yeah. but but uh it was obvious, you know. I mean, who you know, Routine's done guest vocals on our record and whatnot and 
So it was just like, it was just up to him. You know, he has Hate Eternal. He has his studio. He has a lot of things that he's doing outside of, you know, of, of that. So it was up to him. And we were just like, you know, if he wanted to be in the band, then, you know, that's what was going to happen. And fortunately, he did, you know, and he wrote three songs, you know, on the album. So Awesome. Awesome. No, I was going to interject with the story of one time when a kid tied my shoelaces together on stage. Uh, I was pretty pissed about that. Luckily, I noticed right when I walked away, I didn't fall on my head and cracked my my fucking head open, which but that was the same thing. Later, I looked back and I was like, that is pretty funny. (laughs) You know, there's no like, damn it. Let's get a barricade. People are too close. (laughs) <laughs> well, you, let me tell you right now, after that, you know, there, and look, there has been times where, and I felt a little shitty about this, but sometimes, you know, like there's a part of me, and it just depends on the show. You know, you ever pull up to, and trust me, I mean, people will probably get surprised by hearing this stuff from me because they're just like, well, you know, you're in Cannibal Corpse, you know, we're playing amphitheaters and, and, and you know, stuff like that. And no, that's not, that's well, not always the case. Well, the venue in Perth, I think you're talking about, I know. It's the one uh, hi-fi bar or something. It's the corner stage. And then the dressing room is like downstairs, by kind of by the road. It's you know not like about? the, di- yeah, I think it's right. Yeah, I think so, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I can't remember me. I was so mad. I don't remember anything. About that <laughs> all good, all good. Except how mad I was and then how just, I was like, you know, just I remember too because everyone was quiet after I was just like motherfucker, kicking stuff, and I was just man. I think I flipped a table over or swiped a bunch of you know candies and stuff off the table, and everyone just sitting there just looking at me. And you know, then I just turned around, just like fuck this, you know. And and now she's like, well, that's pretty funny, you know. And I was just like, then in that moment, I was like, okay, you know, you're, you're you know, I, I knew how much of a moron I was. You know, and just whatnot. But you know, look, we have we pulled up to some places, seriously, yeah, yeah. and have been like, you know, speaking to people on stage and whatever. But we pulled up to some places where, like this isn't going to happen. You know, this can't happen. There's no way. You know, we can't even play this place. We can't. Even, we played this place in New Orleans called Siberia before we did uh, Mayhem 2014, mm-hmm. and I mean, literally, it was super hot. Brian Slagle was there as well from you know Warner yeah. Metal Blade. Um, and he was like, you guys are playing this place. And, you know, I mean, it wasn't like the place was bad. It was just a small stage and it wasn't meant for being packed and people, you know, but I, I apparently they had our shows. And I, I remember, uh, I believe I'm pretty certain. I know at least Sammy, I'm pretty certain Sammy from go Horror was there and, 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 uh, Ben and, um, they were just like, yeah, man, sure, this, uh, this is our city and this is our dark club, you know? And, and I think people were trying to go on stage. I was like, dude, do you, do you, we can't even fucking move here, man. You know, what do you, but sometimes you play places like that and you're just like thinking before the show, like, oh my gosh, man, let this fucking show end. This club just can't, can't handle this. You know, we can't, people are going to be trying to dive. I'm not, and I, of course I get my syndrome going. I'm like, you know, with my bleed singer disease, you know, I'm just like, listen, fuck this. There's no barricade night playing, you know? And it's like, right. you know, you know, Johnny Knobs would be like, all right, then we'll cancel. You know, well, I'll tell them right now. I'll tell all the kids that bought tickets, we'll cancel. And it's like, okay. You know, I, it's like the pirate. <laughs> yeah, I after know. I, after I bitch and whine, I, I realize, okay. But you know what? We played this place in, I think it was Flagstaff. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the, the it was like, in, it was, it was, a, it was a shop that was converted. It not into, it was a bar next to it mm-hmm. and it was a shopping center, but it was like one that was right on the road. Not, not like one that was in with a big parking lot, you know, like with a Walmart in it and yeah, yeah, a bunch yeah, of other shops. Yeah, next yeah. To it. it was, it was part of a, 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 you know, shopping center just on the street and we go in there. There's no stage. 
there's a like um, like an eight track or something i think for the soundboard it was just, you know and we were we were sitting in the bar and they were bringing us the rider on the rider we had you know beer and we had a bottle of jaeger and i had the bottle of jaeger in front of me like are we canceling the show or what because if we do i'm going for it right now and this was like at like one in the afternoon or some shit and um you know, Alex was just like, look, let's just try to make the show happen as, you know, if we can. No stage, but we've, we've done that before, you know, um, uh, and whatnot. And um, so we, we, we decided to do it. So later on that night before we play, we're sitting in the bus and we look outside because we're parked right in front of this place. We look outside. There's a line going down the block around the corner. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you just hear people going, Cannibal. And then it just starts, and the whole, whole fucking line is doing it. It's so loud. You can hear it in the bus. Just like really loud. Like, and you know, Webster said it. He looked right at me and goes, That's why we that's why we decided not to cancel. Right. Just remember that. That's why, you know. Webster's very wise, you know. Um, and he was right. I, and that show, I mean, I was pushing kids away from me. I really the headbanging was kind of a challenge because they're you know, they're they can't do nothing. If there's if there's a guardrail and you're getting smashed, you're not gonna hit in anybody. But if there's no guardrail and somebody hits you, you're going flying into me. And if someone would have banged hands with me while I'm in the middle of headbanging, like head to head, you know the first reaction is gonna be cock the fist and think about it. Well, I might not have done it, but, but anyway, so I just had to like headbang with the mic in my hand and my hand like pushed out so that no one would hit me. And they were, they did their best to not smash into me. They had pit going. It was brutal. It was a show that I remember because it would probably, you know, there's some other bands that would have never played it where I just said, fuck this. And we said, you know what? We're going to make it happen. We're, you know, look, we are going to try to do our best to make everything happen no matter what. And we're not going to, you know, we're not going to, we, we don't give up easily. You For know? sure. Some of the most. We're sick. We don't feel good. We yeah. don't give up easy. Well, some of the most memorable shows are ones like that. You know, I remember playing a show yeah. at a Dallas House of Blues where the entire PA shut off. Like power completely nothing no oh, yeah. this is a house of blues you don't expect it to happen there so like oh, no. and, and they like their microphones weren't on or anything right so it sold that show so i'm just like with, with no microphone i'm just talking to the crowd you know like hey like sorry we don't know what's going on and like you know you figure okay we'll wait it out wait for a minute or two nothing's figured out nothing's changed so like all we could do is grab like i grabbed an acoustic guitar laying around and I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. And I just started playing a Green Day song. And everyone started <laughs> singing. Like, you know, just, just acapella. Like, no power, nothing. And I'll, yeah. never, I'll never forget that moment. You know, like, completely unplanned. <clears throat> and, like, it sucked. Like, no one wants the fucking PA to go out when yeah. you're playing. But, again, that's yeah. a moment I'll never forget. And, you know, so you kind of yeah. live, live for that that. Uh, you know that that hardship. Well, it, it, it makes you remember. It, yeah. You remember. You know, there's some shows you remember just because the crowd was crazy. You play in South America and they start oh, doing yeah. the whole soccer chant. Oh, there's yeah. nothing <laughs> soccer chants. There's nothing like them. You know, it's yeah. just like it's so inspiring. I mean, you know, I'll tell you one time we played in Israel on my 40th birthday. Oh, nice! I'm having you my know, 40th. My 40th birthday is in three days. Oh hell yeah! Well, yeah. happy birthday! Thank early. you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, we we played there. Um. Um. I believe, yeah, my birth, my birthday was that night. I think it was July 8th, my 40th birthday. And I was kind of a little bitter because I was like, you know, I should be home for my birthday, whatever. But, you know, um, 
then I started realizing, man, who the fuck can say I played a show in Israel on my, you know, it's, okay, you can say for my 22nd birthday or my 20, you know, 6th, oh, yeah. but your 40th, you know, sure. 40, you know, if you're going by the decades, those are kind of, you know, landmark, you know, milestones, whatever you want to call it. big one. So, uh, I'll just never forget, we had to walk past the crowd in line to get into the club. So, we get in the club and, you know, some people, you know, knew or whatever, but, um, you know, a couple of people, Jay George, you know, happy birthday, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So we get in, we get on the stage, we start playing. We play like, I think three songs. We usually do three songs or four songs. And then we take our break. We take the break. I turn around and the whole crowd starts singing happy birthday. Ah, uh. you know, and I'm telling you, listen, I mean, say what you want, whatever. I'm big and mean and evil and whatever, <laughs> but I swear, I mean, I almost, I almost, I almost had some, I mean, I was, choking it back oh, seriously yeah. I was just like wow you know because it just means a lot to me because it just tells you people care man you know that's the one thing you know um, yeah. I just and those are kind of when you have those memorable shows sometimes you have memorable shows because you know like, trust me we played some festivals We when we did the um, the DVD you know where we you know just basically the, the, the history of Cannibal Corpse um, the whole the whole DVD we did we, we had uh, Denise Kuriki following us around she was with all, all the shows with us all over the place yeah and we did Europe and we were doing all the festivals and we did, we weren't doing normally we've been now smart about it. We just book a bunch of shows around the festivals and we have a bus and we make a whole tour of it Yeah, because the festivals are the big money. If you do the big money shows, just flying everywhere, you know, you're eating up the money by flying because most places aren't paying for your flights, you know? Yep. So anyway, so we did that and we were, I mean, we did some, some, we did that one though, where we was pretty much all flying. I remember we played in Turkey, first time, only time we've ever played there. And we played, Overkill played before us, who I love. Overkill's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, we played, we played after them, but we were sleeping under the tables in the dressing room right next to the stage. So really not sleeping, <laughs> but kind of in and out. Yeah. Uh, because we flew, flew from somewhere in Germany, I think, or somewhere. But anyway, um, then we got back to the hotel after that show, and at like four in the morning we had to leave. It was dark out. We drove to the airport to fly to the next show. Yeah, and I remember just really? like, um, you know, since have met him, but I met Tom G. You know, Tom G. Warrior. Um, those guys met him. We played. I think it was Summer Breeze Festival. They met him, mm-hmm. and uh, I was sleeping on a on a. Um, a pool floaty behind this thing, you know, because I was so exhausted, you know, um, and, and, and whatnot. But sometimes when you're that tired, when you go through all that shit and you know, see my stories are really long. I, I, I feel love like there's it. I love be, it. De- there should be details that kind of connect and, you know, it's like a tree. It's got all these branches. All good, man. But, but basically the whole point is, is that the, some of those shows were some of the best ones and just tired and just like no yeah. energy. Yeah. But the crowd, the crowd comes out, the crowds are, you know, kicking your fucking head in. And then you're, you're like, you're, you get that energy and you kick back, you know, and, yeah. and it, it's, it's what metal is all about, you know, I mean, it's what, it's what music really is all about. But, uh, you know, obviously metal is my expertise. Um, <laughs> I, I can tell you right now, uh, there's been a few of those shows where I just was like, man, I don't know how I'm going to get through this show. We're just tired or you're sick. You know, you're just, just, just you know, depressed and want to just go home. It's just been a long tour, yeah. especially like Europe, you know, and, I, and Europe's great, but sometimes, man. I know what you mean, man. Depending on when you tour in Europe, there's a lot of just cloudy days, a lot of cloudy weather, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you get to Europe sometimes, 
there were, it's just, you know, especially like in February and, you know, like, so, you know, just some shows just, I mean, you get on the stage and it's just like the crowd is like insane and you're like, holy shit, man. And, and it just, you know, you know, I mean, you just look at each other like, you know, you, you, you kind of get it. I mean, you know, we played in New York on the decibel tour. It was the last show we, we, because we were doing a Slayer tour after that, mm -hmm. there were some, we couldn't do the last like four shows because we were playing in those areas. Um, so, uh, New York's last show, PlayStation theater, yep. you know, um, and man, we got on that stage and that was like the best fucking show. One of the best shows I ever played in my life. Awesome. We got, we got, we got the stage and uh, we saw the guys in suffocation. They were hanging out by all the dressing rooms and whatnot. And, and um, they were just like, yeah, man, you know, and they were just, you know, yelling. And we were just like, we were kind of just stomped back. Cause I was like, fuck yeah. But I just had that scowl. Like I was mad. Like the, the show was bad, but I didn't mean it that way. It was just like that scowl. Just like, <laughs> yeah. And we got in the dressing room. We got in the dressing room. And this is going back to what I'm talking about. Routine. We got a routine back in the dressing room. We're just sitting there. Everybody's kind of changing. And routine goes, that was a fucking show, wasn't it? I was like, yeah. And I started screaming. Routine's like, fuck it. And we were just, we're all like, I think Paul was kind of reserved. I think, but Alex was like, yeah. And Barrett was kind of reserved. But me and Routine were just like, and then we all just started like losing it. Like, fuck yeah. That's a fucking show. That's how you end. And it's Routine. He's leading the charge. That's how you end the fucking tour. Because we I was walking. Look, you know, I'm, I'm a statue. We were pretty much all statues on stage. But I was walking back and forth and look at the crowd. And it was just, it just had that energy. It had everything to it. You know, it's crazy because you can't park in New York. You can't park your bus. Right, of by course. Of course. So we were just like, fuck, man. We got to, you know, it's New York. Okay. So there's lots of shit you want to go see. And I did go visit a Target there, by the way. <laughs> around the corner but I mean but you know you're just you, you still don't you know when you don't get to sleep until you want to wake up even if you look even if you're on a schedule and you're up at you know you, you get eight hours of sleep yeah most people even you know if you're just laying in your bed you know you wake up at eight and you're like you know what I'm just gonna laze around here and look at my phone or whatever but you can't do that you gotta up drop and you know drop you know take a shit dump it off and dump and go you know and so we were kind of just like, eh, and this show's going to be so hard. And we were tired because we just didn't get to just relax how we went on our bus. But man, that show was insane. And I remember too, um, our, our, our manager was there and Steve Davis is there and, and, and uh, Chuck Andrews is there and, and um, some, of, some of our friends, Frank God was there, you know, and, and uh, Brian Sow and all these guys and, and the guys in some occasion are waiting I think I remember we opened the door and they were just like looking like, like mortified, like that we were killing each other. Like we were arguing with each other. Like <laughs> you fucking blew it. You fucking played around. Right. So, and yeah. it wasn't. And they're like, dude, you guys all right? And I think it, was, it might've been Terrence who was there. It was just like, dude, you guys all right, bro. And I was just like, that was the fucking best show ever. And then we just had everybody come in and we had this fucking party. Like, and of course it's New York. So we gotta, we gotta get the bus to get here and leave. So we gotta leave as soon as we can. Right. But we had like this, Hour and a half, and then we're going home, so we want to get the fuck home. But you know, all our friends are, and we just had this quick hour and a half, two hour burst party. Like, right. no, like just most, mostly me because I'm, I'm the drinker in the man. You know, burst party <laughs> with, with with Frank and Dave Davidson. You know, Revocation was there, Dave was there, and and uh, and we're just doing some shots and having a good old time. But but when we first opened the door, like they just were looking like you know can we come hang out? They were just like, not, they were just thinking like, they're never going to hang out now. We hit the worst show. I was like, no, no, fuck great. 
because we were just yelling like maniacs. I love it. No, it's it's so true. You, you, we've we've done the same thing. Finished finished tours in the same venue and yeah like the the bus comes from Secaucus like New Jersey or whatever and yep. then and then yeah you you bring the party on the street and the you know the crew's loading up the bus and it's like you got we got to go and it's like wait hey still hanging out so oh, dude I was walking down with my backpack yep. bottle of Jack Daniels there you go. <laughs> and, 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 and you know fucking you know five beers you know like right. usually we we got everybody's you know, got the shit and whatnot, but we were going home, but it's like, no, don't forget the beers, man. I'm gonna take them home. <laughs> exactly. Well, dude, I mean, you know, dude, you know. thank you, man. Thanks for this. This has been incredible. Awesome conversation. Great to pick your brain and, and shoot the shit. Um, well, we got the new single in humane harvest out now, new record out April 16th, violence unimagined. Anything else to tell the people before I let you go, man? Uh, yeah, just, uh, weather the storm. Yep. Go get the record when it comes out. Thanks for the people who did the pre-orders and bought all the other stuff and even checked it out, hated it, loved it, whatnot. And hopefully, hopefully somewhere, somewhere, sometime, we'll be seeing people on tour. And thank you for the interview. And Thank you. And uh, stay safe and stay metal. Yeah, man, I love it. I love it. George Corpse Grinder Fisher on Lead Singer Syndrome. I love it, man. Thank you so much. Here's a tune, Inhumane Harvest, a new one from Cannibal Corpse on Lead Singer Syndrome.
And there is new music from the legends in Cannibal Corpse and Inhumane Harvest. Their new record, Violence Unimagined, is out April 16th. You can go get it on their website, which I believe is still cannibalcorpse.net. Yep, always has been. They have not slowed down even a little bit, which is awesome to see. Corpse Grinder, what a legend. I want to thank him again so much for taking the time and speaking with me. And thanks to you for tuning in as well. We do this every week. So make sure you hit the subscribe button and you tune in and go back. Maybe you're into metal. You probably are. If you like this episode, go back because I have talked to you tons of awesome guests in the metal genre. And there will be many more to come for sure. Next week... Going to switch gears a little bit. Jeff from Thursday will be on the show. And on Tuesday, live on Twitch, John from the main. That's at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Twitch.tv slash Shane Told. Completely free. Head over there. Check it out. Interact with me and John. John is the best. Well, that's it. That's the show. Go shovel your driveway or something. I will see you next week. Peace and love.